we look at the Old Testament, we see that Israel was a theocracy, a state that was ruled by God through anointed kings. Though the church and state had certain distinctions, including distinctions between the work of priests, the church, and the work of kings, the state, the two institutions were so closely integrated that to speak of separation of the two would be fallacious. However, once the New Testament community was established, the church became a missionary church, reaching out to various nations, tribes, and peoples who were ruled by secular governments. Christians had to face the question of how they were to relate to the Roman Empire, to the magistrate in Corinth, or to the local authorities wherever the church spread. For centuries, the church has had to carefully examine its role in society, especially when that society does not officially hold to a Christian worldview. In order to understand the relationship between church and state from a biblical perspective, we must ask some fundamental questions. There are many different types and structures of government, but what is the essence, the fundamental principle of government? The answer to that question is one word, force. Government is force, but it's not just any kind of force. It's force that is supported by an official legal structure. Government is a structure that is endowed legally with the right to use force to compel its citizens to do certain things and not do other things. Some years ago, I had lunch with a well-known United States senator. We were discussing some of the issues involved with the Vietnam War, then being waged amid great controversy, when he said to me, I don't believe that any government has the right to force its citizens to do what they don't want to do. I almost choked on my soup. I said to him, Senator, what I hear you saying is that no government has the right to govern. If you take legal force away from government, it is then reduced to simply making suggestions. But isn't it true that when governments enact laws, the government functions as that which is designed to enforce whatever laws are enacted? Ultimately, the original form of government rests on the rule and authority of God Himself. God is the author of the universe, and with that authorship comes the authority over what He has made. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24.1. We can see a form of government in the creation account. When God created human beings, He gave them a mission. Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth, Genesis 1.28. Adam and Eve were to act as rulers in God's stead, as His vice-regents over creation. God delegated to Adam and Eve dominion over the earth, so that they were to exercise authority over the animals. It was not authority over people, but it was authority over the earth and the environs and the creatures therein, over all of the lesser forms of divine creation. God also gave Adam and Eve a prohibition. They were not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. God gave an ominous warning of what would happen if they transgressed His command. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die, Genesis 2.17. This means that penal sanctions would be imposed by his authority. When Adam and Eve disobeyed his rule and rebelled against his authority, they did not immediately undergo physical death, but rather spiritual death. Physical death was postponed until later, as God in his graciousness exercised mercy. However, one of the punishments that he imposed upon these rebellious creatures was to banish them from the Garden of Eden. We next see a manifestation of earthly government in the angel that God placed at the entrance to the Garden of Eden. The angel stood at the gateway to Eden with a flaming sword. 
The flaming sword functioned as an instrument of force to prevent Adam and Eve from returning to the paradise in which they had been placed. The next issue we should consider is the purpose of government. Early in church history, St. Augustine made the observation that government is a necessary evil, for in this world among fallen human creatures you will never find a morally perfect government. All governments, no matter what structure they manifest, are representative of fallen humanity because governments are made up of sinful people. We all know that human government can be corrupt. Augustine's point was this, Government itself is evil, but it's a necessary evil. It's necessary because evil in our world needs to be restrained. One means of this restraint is human government. In light of this, Augustine argued that human government was not necessary before the fall. Thomas Aquinas disagreed with Augustine on this point. He still saw a role for government in managing the division of labor that one could imagine in a hypothetical unfallen creation.